Uh, good morning, Calavina. You are so welcome. Whether you're from around the corner or around the world, um, my name is Andy and it's my honour and joy this morning to say you are so welcome. Uh, so I don't know if you need a little bit of encouragement or hope today, but I pray today that God will speak to us. Um, that he, he has this thing about he's able to meet a hundred different people in a hundred different ways. Well, today is not a normal Sunday. Uh, I'm really excited to be starting the, um, some of the talks towards Pentecost. Uh, we've had Easter and now uh, we're in this gap between. And um, well, today it's a little bit of a social experiment. Now we know that Calal Vineyard is a, a community of people who are saying, what does it look like to gather our lives around Jesus? and what he thinks about things and his commission to us to love God with all that we are, to love one another as we love ourselves and to what it looks like to really love our city into life. Um, but today it's going to be a bit different. Um, uh, because we know that Carlisle Vineyard is not a spectator sport, this is not just like a load of people sitting on the um, in the grandstands watching one or two but we're all in this adventure together so normally we at this stage we get out our phones and we text five people asking how they are um, and just want to pour some encouragement into them but uh, please join me on this experiment and let's see what happens and if it goes really badly we can do editing and we'll just delete this totally from the history of Carlisle Vineyard um, here's what I want you to do it's a question. I need you to, or I'd like you to, um, text five people or write to five people or uh, however you're going to do it in a fax machine or on eBay, uh, not eBay, um, email thing or on the Facebook thing and ask this question. The teeth of a lion refers to which plant? The teeth of a lion refers to which plant? Oh, it's not really the countdown music, but that's what I had in my heart. Um, right, okay, normally people shout out the answers or put the answers on a postcard, but the answer is... That's right, the dandelion. Now, my friend Luke says um, the original uh, French is... Um, uh, you've got like, well, your proper French thing for this, but it's like... Um, Dante de Lyon. And um, what it means is uh, the teeth of a lion. Because uh, if you look at this, ah, it looks like the teeth of a lion. Now, I don't know about you, but how cool is that? Now, there is an official Latin name for the dandelion, but I don't know. <laughs> I just think teeth of a lion is cooler. So this is the thing about dandelion. Now, dandelions are just amazing. Incredible things about dandelion. Um, they have got like this medical stuff and medicine and, and health values to this. And I don't know about you, you maybe uh, remember drinking dandelion and burdock when you're a kid. Um, maybe even still now, I don't know. And um, But there's also a few different things. It's a bit of a musical instrument, I've been told. You can open this and chop that off and... Um, but also... Um, like, these are really robust fellas. It's hard, hard to get rid of them. I don't know who would want to get rid of it. Look at it. But some, um, I was reading up this week, and they're talking about how incredible the dandelion is. Um, each plant 
um, is like the roots are deep and they're sturdy and they're really hardy. So even in your garden, you can spend all year getting rid of um, every single dandelion plant and only for next door neighbours to have this most gentle summer breeze and it blows over them and instantly in your garden there's a thousand new plants so you're not going to get rid of the dandelion it has ended up in all sorts of nooks and crannies across the world i like the smell um and it's one of the first to bloom in the season and also bees love it because of that and as you look closely at it it has just got some incredible details with it some people talk about how this is like the sun and this is like the moon and that is like the stars i really like that also now there's also a part of it and i don't know if you've seen this before but of an evening time they all close up and in the morning they all open up also and i can imagine you know like in the garden of eden when god it, it talks about in the bible how god walks in the cool of the evening and i can just imagine god saying okay okay little fellas okay come on snuggle in wrap it up we had a long day in the sunshine so snuggle in and they all kind of like ooh, just get the blanket up and they come on in and in the morning when the morning comes they just open up themselves to the sunshine and the morning light and they're celebrating throughout the day now when i was reading uh, some of the information about this i thought this page was all uh, for the dandelion and then it starts to use the word weed and i was slightly offended within my heart about that now, I know what you're thinking. Andy, have we just tuned into flowers.com or the flower channel? Um, well, that may interest me, but no, we, we haven't. See, the thing is, Jesus would often take everyday, ordinary things and talk about them. And he would help us to see um, life um, through different things. So, th so there, he, he would sometimes talk about sand and he would tell a story about a man who builds his house on the sand and um, he's, he's like the man who he hears God's word but he never puts it into practice or he keeps forgetting to put it into practice and so therefore Jesus is saying to us when we step into sand I want you to remember or like yeast you're baking with yeast and you forget to use the yeast and nothing happens to all the other ingredients so Jesus talks about yeast he's got so many different things where he um, talks about and, and like God's always been into visual aids and it's interesting to know and see at the moment the huge visual aid that God, uh, one of the first things he gave us, which was the rainbow. Now, the rainbow is in, has been into a few different places of late. But it's interesting, isn't it, how society seems to have said, we, we would bring in, we, we want the rainbow. And it's in windows, it's in cars, it's all over the places on social media. And it's interesting how the word hope is often connected to it. Now, the rainbow is where God said, I'm going to give you a visual aid. And I want you to remember when you see it, you'll be reminded that I am the promise keeper. I am the one that will always say there's always hope. So before we go any further, I, I, just, I just have a sense that there's some people who you need to know again that God is not a promise breaker. He is a promise keeper. And, and you may need to take a moment to recall 
and remind yourself some of the promises of God. Some of the promises that he has given you. And it may look like he's forgotten you. It may feel like everybody's been treating you like a weed. It may even feel like the enemy's been trying to get rid of you like, the, uh, like a gardener would to a dandelion. But his promises over your life that God is reminding you here and now that he has not forgotten you. He sees you, he knows you, and he hears your cry. And he always says, there's always hope. There's always hope. Um, I think for me, one of the most incredible things about the dandelion is, is like, I love the flower and all this sort of stuff. But it's, it's what happens as the dandelion um, closes up for its final time. And what happens is, um, there's this moment where it's like it's spent and it's done its whole life. And it looks like it's died. And if you if we were to take a walk down the park, uh, we, we'd say like, oh, look at the dandelion, it's died. But the reality is, it's only as the flower part dies, does the dandelion really come alive. Listen, if you're going to hear nothing else from this uh, moment that it just got a bit funny there because there was a guy walking his dog and he was really close and he was kind of looking at me like, mm, do I need to call someone? Is this guy okay lying on the grass talking about dandelions? But I was trying to communicate to him that I'm okay-ish. <laughs> um, but anyways, he's gone now. So, um, where were we? Yes. When the dandelion... See, if you hear, remember nothing else, not about the man for the dog, but this. If you... Um, when the dandelion dies this is the moment it really is coming alive see see what happens is the the flower has stood out and it has displayed its brilliance but then the transformation is happening when it happens when it all crunches up and it's a little bit like the caterpillar and the butterfly see what happens is there's this incredible transformation and as the flower dies what opens up is this oh look at this this incredible thing here and this is just like i don't i can never see enough pictures of these and what happens is um this thing here just explodes out of it and the flower becomes this launch site for an exponential expansion of the dandelion kingdom and it's incredible what happens here so um, and, and the numbers are unreal. So each plant of the dandelion, or the uh, Dante de Lyon, um, it can produce about 10 flowers. Now, each flower produces um, about 150 to 200 seeds, a.k.a. parachutes of Pentecost. And what happens is, so therefore, 10 flowers, uh, and each plant... And about 150 each. So that's 1,500 um, potential uh, dandelions. Now, sometimes when you see a dandelion, you people will only see, I just see a dandelion. But actually, through kingdom eyes, through Jesus' eyes, he doesn't just see a dandelion. He sees a field. And actually, we don't just see a field, but we see a whole landscape. We can see a whole city coming alive. Now, uh, it seems that this was once from Asia. And these uh, seeds blow and they land. And because they're so hardy, 
they and they're absolute like look at this little fella here coming off they're all absolutely contained they've, they've, they've got the parachute ready to go and within it they're all um like this little capsule at the bottom has got all that it needs to reproduce and it just lands on the ground and a little bit of sunshine a little bit of water and boom you have another dandelion but you don't just have a dandelion it just doesn't finish there and i think the humble dandelion has got a lot to teach us so um i i just wonder uh oh yeah 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 hold on let's go back to the social experiment you know your five friends that you text did anybody get back to you just you might want to check your phone or your email or your uh, fax machine or your telex machine if anybody knows what a telex machine let me know because i remember uh, one in my uncle's office um is a special prize for you um yeah so just check your phone okay now he- here's what i'd love for you to do now um the same five people and, and you know it's been part of Cala Vineyard. We're not just spectators. We're, we're on this adventure together. And if we're going to learn anything from the dandelion. Dandelions were not contained, not designed to be contained. They were designed to scatter and to bring life wherever um, the wind would take them. And I want to let you know. And, and I had this one thing on my heart all week. Like, weeds, uh, people want to get rid of weeds, people speak ill of weeds, speak, people look down on weeds, people have got no time for weeds, and they will try to get rid of weeds in all sorts of words, whether there's poison spoken over them, poison spoken at them, but I, like, and I, this may sound too simple, and some people are going to be annoyed by this message this morning because it's too simple, um, that's okay. But I want to let you know, you're not a weed. You're not a weed in the eyes of Jesus. You are a beautiful flower that has a potential to bring exponential expansion in the kingdom of God. Now, um, with your five friends, would you now then send them a message and say, uh, and this is where it gets a little bit risky, and just say, here, look, I don't know who's running there, but... Um, and it's a bit risky, but would you say that, um, and, and put this in your own language, of course, but hey friend, um, this is not an easy time for us, we're in lockdown or whatever this looks like to you. If there was one thing that I could pray for you, what would that one thing be? And I would encourage you to start praying for that person every morning and every evening. I'm asking God to give you words or pictures, just simple encouragements and things that you can do to bless them. And that person could be your neighbor. It could be somebody you work with or somebody you um, it could be somebody from far away. But you were not designed to live a small, quiet life. Now, this is not a personality thing. It's not about saying to extroverts to be introverts or introverts to be extroverts. This is just about you living out the life that God intended you to be. Now, you know the beautiful thing about dandelions, and you've seen the slow moves of these, I'm sure you have, where people look at the dandelion and they bring it close and they say the dandelion was never designed just to be there, but the dandelion has got inbuilt. Um, well, it's got it all, hasn't it? Here's a beautiful thing. Are you ready for this bit? 
That's not nice. I ha I I read that they're actually edible. That's not very nice. Sorry. Well, it's not awful, but it's not <laughs> exactly nice. Um, like that's bizarre, isn't it? Like who would do that? Who in their right mind would just do that? Well, that's the picture I think where some of us we believe that church happens in a building in a contained space like that's not what um we're designed to be now i know there's moments where we as god's people come together to be encouraged by one another and to build one another up but also there's a part of it that it's all gone now but we were designed to be scattered and you are also one of these incredible things and as the holy spirit blows on you and all it is is just an openness to what he wants to do in our lives so when i was reading before about the bible reading in the bible before and i think about the uh, dandelion this is the passage that came to mind this is from um, matthew chapter 10 verse 39 and it's this, and, and Jesus has been talking to the disciples and to the crowd and to some of his followers. And he started talking about um, that, that, that what it looks like to live a life for him. And it says this, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. See, see society or the world or religion tells us that if you give your life to jesus you're going to lose your life and that you're going to lose your fun you're going to lose your freedom you're going to lose adventure that life is going to become uh, way less colorful but the reality is and what jesus is saying here is when you come to me and you give me your life you you stop trying to live for yourself doing your thing your way in your time and you say, I give my life to you, Jesus. It's there in that moment that the transformation takes place. It's a bit like the daffodil flower saying, I'm not going to shine for myself anymore. I'm going to give myself to you, Jesus. But then what Jesus does is an exponential expansion of the kingdom. Let me read that again. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. And this is the message of the Bible. About as we die to ourselves and our agenda, we open ourselves up to his agenda. And I've been following Jesus now for around about 25 years. And you know I've not always got it right. But Jesus has never walked away from me. He's never backed off me. And he's always been there for me what i found in jesus i wouldn't give up for anyone or for anything so so i i want to encourage you that i don't know how you're feeling right now whether you feel a bit like a weed whether you feel like a dandelion in amongst it all making no difference with your life whatsoever but this season we're in right now it's not a treading water season this is an opportunity for us to sink our roots down deep and like a dandelion needs roots, it roots need to go down. So we've got this opportunity now for our roots to go down. 
But dandelion roots don't, if, you know, as the roots go down, the fruits come up. And, and with the fruit of a dandelion, we have this opportunity to partake in what God is doing in this society and the city uh, around us. So, roots down, face up, arms outstretched. But not living our, for ourselves, but living for him. Let me read this to you. Consider my child. Even though you have been called all sorts of names and treated like a weed, a pest, and people have sought to stamp you out, I, your loving Heavenly Father, want to raise you up, to bring you up, for your roots to go down deep into my wonderful, marvellous love, and for you to live a life of abundance, of beauty, of joy, of peace, of grace, of mercy. And as we put our lives into his hands, he's the best gardener we'll ever meet. And God is not um, a random planter, but he takes time in planting us into spaces and to uh, places where he is going to use us. So right now, with your circle of context and the people around you, you are there because God wants to use you. He wants to do work in you and in us, but then he also wants to work through us. So here's where the numbers get interesting. We said before about each one of us, and if, for example, uh, I don't know, a hundred people are watching this or part of this experiment, and each of us have connected with five people, those numbers soon go up. And if we're then, each person is saying to, um, you know, five people, if there's one thing I could pray for you, and say, um, they come back and say, well, well, actually, I am a bit anxious, I am a bit worried, I'm a bit concerned about money. I mean, God may prompt your heart to actually help in practical ways, but we want to stand with people in prayer. But I just wonder, as God puts those people on your heart, I don't think the end result is that they're on your heart. I think God has a plan for them. God has a purpose for them, like the dandelion. And when we start thinking of that, all those five people we've connected with, and if each of those were to be the dandelion to at least five others, soon the city, above and beyond anything that can humanly happen, will experience the grace and the mercy of God. So I don't know what the future is going to hold. I do know who holds the future. But even as church community, things will look different and things are going to be different. But some things are not going to change. Our vision has not changed one dot. We exist for the city. We love the city. We want to see the city and beyond come alive in the love and the hope of God. We want to see God's love spill out into every single heart. He doesn't do that through one or two superstars at the front. That's just not church. But every single person playing their role, having their voice, coming together as community and living out and spilling out what God is doing in each and every one of us. So, I don't know today what God has been speaking to you about, but you're not a weed. The potential in you is exponential when we give our lives very simply to Jesus, where we lay, at that, lay down 
um, before um, the Father. You know, I'm. Um, I I don't know if um, Peter on the day of Pentecost had a dandelion in his hand, but I think it's interesting where God in the journey has been using this simple flower um, to communicate each and every year to us afresh what he wants to do. So why don't we just take a moment now to pray. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. And Father God, um, would you take my words, would you take my mumbles, and would you do something exponential? Father, for those of us who've been treated like a weed, um, would you speak today, and would you, um, would we experience something of your tender love, and remind it that... Um, you have a different story you want to write in our hearts and our lives and we're not a weed to be walked all over and stood upon but you have a, a plan for us and a purpose for us and a, a beautiful agenda for us Father I pray for those of us who need a bit of boldness I pray for those where some of us are not sleeping because of anxiety we welcome your peace we welcome your joy. So Father, here and now, wherever we are, we come to you afresh and we lay our lives down for you. We give up. We surrender. We hand it over to you. And we give our life to you. Because we know in your hand. An exponential expansion of your kingdom can happen. So Father I want to pray here and now. For each of those five people that we've been connecting with this morning. And I pray um, in this coming week that they would begin to experience something of the supernatural God in their lives. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, my friends, bless you, bless you, bless you. Um, I actually still have dandelion in my mouth. Um, oh, hold on one moment. Yeah, we can't finish without one of these.